CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Hey everybody, Brian David Marshall here with Michael J. Flores, another episode of Top 8 Magic. So, Michael J., we're meeting, you wanted to go to Joe, but it's not the Joe we normally go to, and we're not at Joe, we're at, like, Pratt. This is where we've been meeting, like, the last several times, yeah. though. It's, and, like, not uh, really a new location. But, the listeners could probably tell because yeah. of the music. So I go in here earlier, before you get here, I'm waiting a little while, and I, like, get a cookie with my iced tea. Yeah. And the guy's, like, can't find the tongs for the cookie. Yeah. And he can't find gloves or anything, yeah. and he's looking around, and I'm like, dude... I was just like holding on on a New York City subway car. I came up the hand, you know, the stairs using the handrail. Just pull it out just, with your teeth. Yeah, yeah. I, think be, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. He didn't. He found the tongs. He was like, "Nope, nope, you're trying to trap me." So, thought maybe I was a health inspector, a Thraben health inspector. Oh well. Did you come with treasure? I did not. That so, was a that was a trick. Well, what? if you had come with treasure. That wouldn't have been right. It's uh, if you would come with a clue. Uh, but I didn't have, obviously didn't have a clue either, based on my answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. So we have important stuff to talk about. Yeah. First week of uh, War of the Spark tournaments is down. I thought Roman Fusco was going to be with you. Uh, he's he's going to show up in a little bit. In a few oh, okay. Minutes. Yeah. He's lagging behind. So so Roman had a had a good weekend, right? Yeah, he had three winning ends, lost them all. No, that's not, that sounds much worse when you say it that way as opposed to saying, like, yeah, he lost a top 24 finish. Finished 11. Oh, he finished top 16. Yeah. So that's a great finish. I mean, you might just present it as he lost three winning ends in a row. I might present it as, oh, man, Roman, that's awesome. You top 16. Yeah, yeah. So he had one of his winning ends. If he had won it, he would have just not played the last three rounds. Yeah, right? yeah. He lost that one. Then he won the next round. And then there were two more rounds, right? He lost to the eventual champion. He's playing a red deck. If he won the last round, he still would have made top eight. And, he, and uh, it was funny because I said, you know, your deck is woefully bad against Go Wide. I looked at his deck list. Yeah. Like he has like one total time wipe in his 75 against Go Wide and he played against Celestia Tokens. So what was he playing? Uh, Esper, mid-range, kind of a hero deck. So like hero, a hero precinct yep. one? So like the draws so are like, like... almost like the old Wyatt Darby Esper list with some new cards? Well, no, it's way different. So yeah. instead of having like Basilica Bell Haunts and stuff like that, mm. like this deck is just all in on... It's like, I love Basilica Bellhaunt. It's like Teferi Time Ravelers, <laughs> New Soren. I like both of those cards a yeah. lot. So those are the gold cards it's playing. More Planeswalkery. He's like, he's like, I don't know what I want to be in terms of just like actual implementation, but Teferi Time Ravelers where I want to be in terms of like, you know, what cards I want to be playing. Um, and I, I think I'm convinced. I think Teferi Time Raveler is probably the best card in the standard. But if you have any doubts about Teferi Time Raveler, you yeah. just need to play a Thought Erasure during someone's draw step. Oh, yeah. So I heard that, that you Thought Erasure someone during somebody's draw step and they immediately DC'd because they had drawn a removal spell that they could not respond to because Teferi Time Raveler obviates <laughs> it, the ability it, it, it to was cast a, it at speed. It was an instant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Teferi is kind of stupid. Um, now, I... So he's playing Hero Precinct 1, but I saw an exchange with you and Evan Irwin on Twitter this yeah. week where Evan was talking about um, Sahili. Yeah. And you you claim that Sahili just might be the better Hero Precinct 1 because it just it's much easier for that deck, for that card to produce materials to the board. Yeah, so my thinking is just like looking at Roman's deck. It's not that Hero isn't a good card, right? right. Clearly it's a good card, and I think that it has very specific implementation in the Esper mid-range deck that is productive, but it also bends your card choices a certain way, right? Like, you just don't play Opt if you have Hero Present 1 in your deck, right? right? Like, so you just choose to play all these cards that are inferior because um, because of the specific requirement Hero Precinct 1, versus if you just didn't play any creatures, like, you know, Teferi just triggers, I'm sorry, Sahili just triggers off of, like, all that jazz, right? right? Like, if you're just like, you know, Sahili, you know, and then go like Teferi and Opt the next turn and then bounce their thing. Pretty much just one, right? Yeah. Like, they're just like stone lockdowns. Like, you bounce their thing, drew a card, you have two blockers for your two planeswalkers. You're going to get an untap. They can't counter any spells. I mean, it's just, just horrendous for them, right? So I think you just don't play any reactive spells. You'll play all the proactives. The other thing is Sahili is only cosmetically a red card, right? You can just play it in 
Esper, for example, you're all good. So, so this isn't what you want to talk about. It's not all. what I want. I mean, I kind of want to talk. So it doesn't sound like it would have been a good thing for Roman had he made the top eight because yeah. it was all red decks. And, yeah, he lost multiple. And he's just he terrible lost, against red. He lost three times to red decks. <clears throat> Twice or something like that. Now, let me ask you, do you think that the red decks are indicative of what's best in the format right now? Or do you think I mean, that I'm that's just showing just... a party in my head that the red deck is good. I own those cards. Yeah, but, but do you think it's like really good or is that just kind of like, hey, this is an early stage new standard my and current... people just have these cards and there's not a lot of huge changes. My current thinking is that it's just the format is immature. Right. If people just played more Narsets, the red deck's way worse. So the problem is... Why is that? Because I was even just playing like the red deck splashing for Rixmati Reveler. Like your black card is Rixmati Reveler. Narset versus Rixmati Reveler. Narset versus Ooh. all the red decks that were in the top four, the three in the top four, all had three plus risk factors in their 75. Oh, yeah. Risk factor... Yeah, like, it might be an argument for uh, investing in some experimental frenzies and right, so, ditching the risk factors. So, I mean, they some one of them had three risk factors in the main, one of them had experimental frenzy in the main, risk factor in the side, and then one of them had Chandra in the main. No experimental frenzies. Risk factor in the side. Uh, I'm just saying, but, like, if you are of the mind that it's, like, like, like risk factor is one of the cards that you totally want against decks that have these, like, mid-range planeswalkers. Yeah, not, but not Narset. It's really, like, if they're just, like, all in on four Narsets. Yeah, that's terrible. This is this is like the classic Flores scenario where you play the risk factor and hope they pay. I mean, I have risk factored with Experimental Frenzy and played many times. <laughs> and my opponent's just like, oh, draw draw your cards. I'm like, all right, eat my Experimental Frenzy. They're like, that did not work out the way that I thought it was going to. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a lot of mana. I mean, I'm, you don't necessarily do it all in the same turn. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think that Narset's probably pretty good. The, the, the thing about it is, like, also, the red deck is, like, the best deck against Simic. And, like, Simic did bad this week because the red deck was so prevalent. Like, if the Simic deck just plays, like, four Narsets instead of any, like, not any, but, like, the majority of its card draw now is, like, Chemistry's Insight or something like that. Yeah. They're just going to get so many points back against the red deck. It's like, third turn Narset, use it, name it, you know, go get either Tamiyo or Wilderness Reclamation. Tamiyo's so dumb. Yeah, you think? I mean, I've only played against it in Limited, <laughs> and it's insane. Yeah, I mean, the thing about these Simic decks is I think that they're only people with very poor moral caliber <laughs> will play them. You know that these decks have no way to win? Like, one one of them, their way to win is to, is like, the two casting costs, Marshall Sutcliffe, Mana War. Callous Dismissal? That's their way to win. Minnow War? Yeah. They just, like, have, make a 1-1, one, one, and then just, like, bounce your stuff, and then just, like, rebuy it with Tamiyo. But over the course of, like, 21 turns, right? Like, because you need to level Tamiyo back up, <laughs> that you can rebuy it while taking extra turns with your stupid experience, uh, with your, you know. Yeah. You know, so it's not, it's not nice. This is not, not how a nice person plays Magic. Yeah, I've, I've seen some pretty insane Planeswalker boards in general and some standard games just flipping around looking at people streaming and stuff and Jace Cunning Castaway and Nickel Bolas copies and really? weird, weird, weird stuff. Gross. Some weird stuff. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Red's good. Maybe it's maybe that's just a, a good place to, to be. I, I think like I said, Red's if, the good guy all of a sudden. If people are playing three Casting Ghost Planeswalkers, I don't like Red. If people are playing like four and five and six casting cost planeswalkers, <laughs> come on. Yeah, the problem is they printed a lot of good three casting cost planeswalkers. Yeah, but like, if, but if you look at these deck lists, people have got like Dreadhorde Generals and Ugins and all this stuff in their deck lists also. I mean, like, that's a cakewalk for red. Yeah. You're going you're to pay six to make a 2-2? Two -two? I mean, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> that was your big play? Six mana. What, what else did you see come out of this weekend? Uh, there was a Niv-Mizzet Reborn deck. Okay. Finished Ooh. like a hundred, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. How did it? What did it do? Nothing much. It came in a hundred. <laughs> it was like, what was it trying to do? Uh, it was just a, uh, like it's a regular deck. Actually, it had Sarkin three, and um, the what's that card that Adrian Sullivan plays? The Chromatic Lantern. Yeah. There's a Chromatic Lantern in that, and then it just has just like a bunch of like 
rando white, blue, black cards. Yeah. So it's like only drawing like two or three cards when you cast it, but it's fine. Okay. Like he just completely ignores Gruul and Celestia. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's Golgari cards are like fine finality, so you don't actually need green, you know? Right. Okay. But nothing else, nothing else that exciting? I mean, I think the hero deck is exciting. Yeah. Different. What least. would you do to it to like tune it up? No idea. Post. I just literally bought Roman's list that he oh, really? sent me over text, which is different than the deck that he played. So I don't own any Narsets, for example, right? He, oh, I played Narsets, but it wasn't in the text that I sent you. So the version he sent me just had more Teferis. So oh, I just okay. bought that version. I mean, Narsets are cheaper than Teferis, I assume. Well, Teferis were like $2 on Friday, and then they were like $20 mm. on Sunday when I bought them. So. Yeah, I should have gone long on Teferi. I, I knew that that was, was a like good card. It was like $2. That was so cheap. That's great. It's such a good card. Yeah, it's $20 now. Yeah, that that's correct. That makes sense. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So, all right. So, you know, last week I told you I was going to SCG Con. Yeah? Uh, not, you changed your mind? No, I'm going. Oh, okay. I'm going because I'm, uh, I'm like one of the guests. Yeah. I'm not just going. They're like, they've asked me to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going as a part of like a commander panel, and I realized that I wanted you to be there in some way. Yeah. So I'm not. You're not coming with me, but I want to build a Michael J. Flores commander deck. Yeah. I want you to have. I want you to build the commander deck. Yeah. And I don't want. And we've talked about this before. And every time I do it, you're like, "What if I built a deck around Vendelian Click?" Nerf, 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 nerf. And then no one will want. And then no one will want to play with me anymore. And then you won't talk to me about this stupid thing. Oh, oh so I had a different thought. What if my commander was Tibalt 2? So I just would always have Tibalt 2, because he only costs 2, and then I would just play, like... There's a lot of, like... He's a, is he a planeswalker? Yeah. You can't play with him. Why? He's not your command. He's not eligible to be a commander. Man. Some planeswalkers say can be used as a commander. Oh, you... But you can't use a planeswalker as a commander. I literally thought that, like, the new... The new... I saw somebody with, like, the Kiora, the Simic 2, as a commander earlier this week. Did the, I don't... I, well, I don't let people do it. All right, fine. Kari Zev is my effing commander. <laughs> so here's oh. my deck. <laughs> Goblin Guide, Chain Lightning. I think you just see where this is going to go. Yeah. I don't want the Great Revel. No. That's my commander deck. Yeah, you won't win a game with that. Fire Blast. Price, Price of Progress isn't going to uh, win a game. Well, Price of Progress <laughs> might win a couple games. I'm going to gamble. You could also play Zozu. and. I'll play that. I'm going to gamble for my Price of Progress. Might drop it. Might not. <laughs> Oh man, Tibalt, I'm gonna play Tibalt too. I'm gonna make Tibalt two a thing. People can't attack a Planeswalker in this one, can they? Sure they can. But if I'm like second turn Tibalt two, and then I just keep casting like Bordling Outburst and stuff, so they can't attack my Tibalt, <laughs> and I just like Storm Seeker them. No. No. You have to build a real deck. That <laughs> attack. That is not just being a contrary troll. You have to lean into it a little bit. All right. I actually, I know in my heart what I want to be for Commander. Do you really? Yeah. What? Niv-Mizzet Reborn. Really? Yeah. It's a dragon. Okay. It's like a fun card. So you get to play Wooberg, right? It's a fun card, yeah. right? Like, it's not like... Also, I didn't know the rules, so it's a little queasy. I'm like, if I just choose to play, like, a red-white deck, can I play, like, Flooded Strand? Am I allowed to do that? You can. But you can't... This might change my mind. <laughs> I wasn't sure on the rules. Oh, that's fair. Um, no, but I think I would play, let's play that. So here's my reason why. I could just play every ramp card in the world. My deck's just like all ramp cards. Yeah. I just keep getting more resources. And then my commander's just going to draw like five cards when I cast it. So like, <laughs> whatever happens, it's like I'll just cast it and draw a bunch of cards and you kill it. I'll just cast it from the command zone, right? Isn't that how this, that's how this works, right? Yes. But then I could just have like every fun card in my deck, right? It's like, my deck's just far seeks and fun cards. I'm looking up Niv Mizzet. Uh... It's Wooberg for a 6 6 flying. And uh, when you, you reveal the top when 10 cards. When he enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards to your library. For each color pair, choose a card that's exactly those colors from among them. Put the chosen cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So, how, yeah, how many two color pairs are you going to hit in your top 10? Oh, no, I'm going to have all 10 in my deck. Right. Because that's the five. That's how you play type fun. I'll have like all the, all the signets. All right, all the Farseeks. Well, the sig Signets aren't going to... You don't get to draw your Signets. No, I'm just going to have them in my deck so sure. I can cast my damn spells. Right. Uh, like Chromatic Lantern. Yeah, I'll have, like, you know... I don't know the names of the fun cards. 
Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But lightning helix and lightning and... Bituminous Blast. I could have that. That's probably fun. What if I was just like enlisted worm Bituminous Blast, Blood Braid Elf, Lightning? And then you draw them all and you're like, damn it! No, that's not what was supposed to, that's not how my story goes. You're lying. How about if I was just like enlisted worm into into my commander? Could I do that? But I think I would have like other Niv-Mizzets. I'd have like all the Niv-Mizzets in my deck. So that seems fun. All right, so do that. people had better suggestions for a Mike Flores theme deck. Though. Yeah, so I think we, we, we started thinking that it would be uh, green-white. Yeah, but I want to play Rith's Charm. So um, so I was thinking about Dragonlord Dramoka as your commander. That's a good commander. Right, this is a card you, you've, you've played, you've had some success with. Um, if I play the new Vivian Reed, which lets you play... Uh, creatures as instants. Could I just have that in play and then Dermoke at the end of their turn? Yeah. Why doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> it seems great. Yeah. I mean, we agree that whatever card deck you build, you're going to start with Borderland Ranger. Yeah, I mean, Pilgrim's Eye, Borderland Ranger, Gnarled Mask, Eternal <laughs> Dragon, all the hits. So, multiple people suggested playing with Fire Main Angel yeah. and Lightning Helix as, like, cards they think of as being me very you and so i mean i think lightning helix is about the most me card there yeah, is right so, so right it's like an iconic moment you're associated with and it's the only thing you do in modern well, also, so, i also did it in standard yes yeah <laughs> extended yeah <laughs> oh i can play lightning helix i've never lightning helix in legacy i've never dipped that low but um but i helix i helix is often so i started thinking about riff yeah like Rift the Awakening. Was there another like Naya Dragon that I'm forgetting? Uh, Around the time of all these. Oh yeah, it's like Ur something. Yeah, but Rift isn't nearly good enough, is it? I mean, I'd rather have Dramaka than Rift. Okay. Well, you lose the red cards if you have if you have Dramaka. That's all. Yeah, can I just get a dispensation? Can I just have Rift's Charm as my commander? It makes no. creatures. No. You got to make a decision. So, but but it was it was very interesting. There were a bunch of like this. This also feels like uh, someone suggested the card Jungle Wayfinder. No way. <laughs> you, that's that's gnarled mass. We both Borderland Ranger. Yes. Not into it. <laughs> both all. Well, it's not even both. Are it's you all. Kidding me? Each player. It's just you're not into it. Not into it. I mean, you make friends that way. I'm not into friends. I, why draw two cards a turn if I need it? Help from somebody else. So what are the iconic cards from Nihil Saber that we can put into this? Scoot Mob. Scoot, oh, Scoot Mob's probably pretty good. Bane Slayer Angel. That's an iconic Michael J. Flores card. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Bane Slayer Angel, Scoot Mob, Blood Braid Elf, that's red. Um, I mean, that's that kind of like Lightning Bolt, Path to Exile. We'll probably play Path to Exile and Lightning Bolt, right? For those cards people would play in Commander. Like, I feel like I need to have a way to get cards back. Like, whenever I watch people play Commander, like, nobody's just playing, like, a legitimate game of Magic, right? Like, either somebody's, like, super developing their board and everyone's ignoring them and then everyone hates that person. Yeah. Right? Is that... Maybe you can play... So you can play Chroma's Vengeance. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Can I play, like... Wrath of God. How about, uh, like, Decree of Justice? You can play Decree of Justice. Does everybody play Board Sweepers because it's a group game? Uh, there's usually some, I, like, I never play them, right? Because I'm just like, no, not going to play them. Let's kill all your spiders. That's kill all my spiders. Um, there's, like, a mix of, like, have different people's approaches. I mean, you you kind of, like, will often look around the table to be like, oh, but you have board sweepers, right? You've got to save us all. I mean, I could just play Niv Mizzet Reborn and just play the Naya cards and not, not even play the blue. <laughs> just like the guy in uh, the Star City event? Just... Yeah, I mean, like... I mean, just ignore ignore some colors. I mean, I could just, you know, I don't know, like that will solve my problem. Like, I'd literally rather have Nimizit's ability than Rift's ability. He's cheaper, right? Is he that much harder to cast? I don't know. Like two two committed colors versus three uncommitted colors. Right. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I could just mana more foes out. I feel like I like this Dromaco one better. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no red. I feel like it's much more like... But I'm not helixing or angeling anymore. You're not helixing or angeling, but like, 
you can like Eternal Witness and Genesis and Eternal Dragon and Astral I Slide. Never Eternal Witnessed in my life. That can't be true. Never in my life. That can't be true. I don't witness. Really? Never. It's like one of my favorite magic cards of I've all never time. witnessed in my Have life. Have you Genesis? Yeah, you know I've Genesis. Of course. I Genesis blue cards though. People People are like, oh, you Genesis the Black? No, I don't Genesis Black. I was a Genesis Genesis. Blue. Someone had, someone went deep. Someone had a great. I don't know if you saw all the suggestions. I couldn't made. have seen it all. I saw a lot, man. You blew my Twitter stream up with this. I mean, people love this thread. Magetta the Lion. In. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Sweepers, sweepers all the time. Who else was in the Magetta deck? Blinding Angel. Ooh. Chomano's Blessing. I had three Chomano's Blessing for like seven creatures. <laughs> Never lost until it was the finals. <laughs> then I always lost. <laughs> um, Chomano's Blessing, what do we got here? Can you play artifacts? Yeah, yeah, you can. So I should have like every dorky artifact that like searches for a basic land, right? Like that's... Tim Willoughby says Druidic Satchel. I mean, that sounds obvious. Multiple people said Darmass. Darmass was suggested. It's in for sure. <laughs> for Val. Um, Benny Smith, who I'm going to see in, at SCG Con, said Baneslayer Angel, Knight of the Reliquary, Kasali Pride Mage, Elvish Visionary, Explosive Vegetation. <gasps> I love Explosive Vegetation. Lyra Dawnbringer. And uh, he asked if you liked Safi Eric's daughter. Um... I don't feel like that was a card you ever played. I I lost the slot to the Pro Tour to Sapphires. Oh really? Yeah, I, I I don't know if you remember you. Uh, uh, maybe it was the Nationals. It was the one where like all of us made top eight and then none of us qualified. You remember okay. that year? Oh yeah. Everyone was in top eight. None of us qualified. It was like to cut to top four. Right. Uh, and I I just killed all of his guys on my turn. Yeah. Instead of and then he like just ripped the Sapphire and he just comboed me out. If I just like waited, it was it was super unclear that that was the right or the wrong thing to do. Right. Because I, I, it doesn't matter. This is like eight years ago. Yeah. But I lost the slot to Safi Eric's daughter. Well, Voltaire Albaya said, uh, "A Chroma's Vengeance, Decree of Justice, and Renewed Faith." But they're all obviously in. I mean, are we, are we just like picking cards from two thousand and three? I mean, Those to some extent. The mic. Renew faith in explosive vegetation. Oh, we got a we got a Yose sighting in the in the thread. Yose the morning star. I'm okay with that. You're okay so with that? Should I have like greater good? You could play greater good. Greater good is very good in this format. But is it good in my deck? I mean, we can make it okay in your deck. Did I, you I, play Captured Sunlight? Was that a card you played? I ever told you my all-time favorite deck is the Mono Cascade. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, you actually responded to that thread. <laughs> You're like, my all-time favorite deck I ever played. Cascading, you could cascade into Civic Wayfinder with this. I mean, in, in, back in real life, it was Borderland Ranger, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get to have both. Oh, uh, Andrew Braun says Sword to Plowshares from the Who's the Beatdown article. It's yeah. like, he's like, you have to have Sword to Plowshares. I have it. Yeah, but so, I feel like this deck doesn't have any, like, rebuy capabilities. Like, it, it seems like I'm just like... Well, you have, have Genesis. Like, I just have medium cards that I put in the battlefield, and then somebody kills them, I'm just... Well, I mean... That was can, my thing. So you can get like a greater good Yosei Genesis lock. I have one copy of each one and I'm playing green white. Well, you get to have, you can play cards like, um, what's the card that lets you conclave, call of the conclave? Yo. Like stack top three creatures on top of your deck. Do you remember that card? Uh, three stupid elephants, I think is what it was called. <laughs> oh, you also get to have a lock set in Hierarch. Of course I'm gonna have that. Can I have like a ravenous Baloth and an, and an exalted angel? Yeah. Well, oh, so, so here's the thing. Someone actually, I'm trying to figure out who said it because it was really the best. And it's literally the best because they said if you play Rift, then you get to play Contested Cliffs. Isn't there not like a beast I could play? That's what I'm saying. Well, but I mean, a Naya, we have to find a Naya beast. That's a legend. Contested Cliffs is. That's right up my alley. Yeah, you could play a lot of you could play a lot of beasts in the deck. I could play like some dwarven miners. That's good. <laughs> Is that good in this format? I don't know. I've never played with it. See, you, you don't you don't you don't think like an asshole, right? You're like, oh, I'm playing <laughs> playing fun magic. Now, 
I'm, gonna un I'm untapping my Dwarven Miner with Kiora. <laughs> That's fun for me. Like that one? Okay. I mean, you could play Dust Bowl. Dust Bowl's a card you liked. Yeah. I'm, I'm really... I, oh, can I have, like, Life from the Loam? I was thinking about this. I was thinking that this might... If, if you just go, like, the green-white or even the, that you could play, like, Life from the Loam with, with like, all the cycling lands you get. Well, it's pretty two sweet. cycling? <laughs> no. You get... Oh, Blasted uh, Landscape. You get, you get two in each color, plus you get a dual land, plus you get Blasted Landscape, and then if you add a third color... You I get go, two more dual You get lands. two more dual lands, and you two get more four more, uh, you know, two more cycling basics. So you can have as many as ten cycling lands. I mean, you can also, like, Genesis and a cycling creature, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, my you cycling also, you also get the, Eternal Dragon. You also, get the, you also get the land cyclers, like Eternal Dragon and whatever the big dumb Baloth is, like the elf, Elvish Aberration. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play that. You cycle for a forest. So? So if you, you, you think that finding a forest is going to be my... It can find you a... My you know, gum up? It can find you a savanna. I think you're ambitious that there's going to make... My savanna is going to make it stack. Oh, really? I mean, like, I don't want to, like... I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm the kind of person that is either... I'm either in or I'm not in. Okay. If I'm in, I'm investing in a lotus. <laughs> I have to invest in multiple moxes. You don't need that for this. I'm either in or I'm not in. <laughs> trying to get me in... If I'm in, I'm going a certain way. It's going to ruin my life. It's just like why I never built a cube. Because that's something if I'm in, you know, I got to be in. I like this deck. I have, a, I have, I think I have, a, I think I have a green white shell built at home that I can. But I thought the purpose was it to be like fun Michael J cards. Yes. So I, I mean, can I have like Spike Feeder and like the yeah. Archangel of Thune? Yeah. Does everyone hate you if that's your deck? No. They can still kill you. How? Then they can still you can you can die to commander damage. You can get what decked. is commander damage? If you take twenty one damage from someone's commander, you die. It's like a special condition of the format. My creatures are all going to be a million, a million. How am I going to take twenty one well, damage? I don't from know. Their, to be unblockable, you could die to infect. Okay. You could get decked. Someone could. I have a hundred deck. <laughs> so you could get decked. Someone could meet an alternate win condition, where in which you. So you're lose saying I can play this and I'm not a jerk. Yes. That's. I would say that, on the grand in the grand scheme of jerky things you've done in a game of Magic, Archangel of Thune and Spike Feeder. and Spike Feeder would be fairly low on the list. So I. Can you play Survival of Fittest in this format? Yes, I See, believe so. I, I kind of want to play with... Um, I believe so. I'm not sure. Like the red version, just so that I can get, like, uh, a squeak goblin above. Okay. Because like, you can't play that many... You can't play that many uh, Basking Root Wallas or... I don't know. I've never actually thought about Survival of the or, uh, or Venge Vines, so I feel like I need to have something. Right? Yeah. And I, in order to get the Nabob in my deck, I need, I need red. So Strand and Legacy. It's just not offensive in Commander. I don't think so. Let's see. Like, does every green deck just have Carpet of Flowers? No. Why? I mean, I have it in my in my Enchantress deck. I don't know because it's you might not play someone with Islands. There's not a, you know. Yeah, and then again, I might. <laughs> in my hundred card deck, I'm, yeah, I'm, then again, I might. In my hundred card deck, I think I'm willing the the one percent uh, downside risk, given the fact that I'm talking about playing, you know, cards that let you discard. Yeah, it's survival of the fittest, just legal and commander. So, who do you go? Like Fauna Shaman, Survival of the Fittest, Venge Vine, Squeak Goblin to Bob, and, uh, Worldly Tutor, Enlightened Tutor. Archangel of Thune, Spike Feeder, uh, Life from the Loam. So this is just where you've gone. You're just like, I'm just going to do this. I'll have all the other cards. I only get one of each card. I'm going to be able to hit all the cards that you named. Right? What do you need, like about 30 land? Uh, I, I generally play in like my green decks that have a lot of like Civic Wayfinder things. Yeah. I usually have about 35 lands. All right. And then I, I have a bunch of virtual lands. I have Sakura Tribe Elder generally. I... I generally have, you know, you get to play Sol Ring too, if you want it. Yeah, man. You can play Jaragut Speaker instead. 
I'll play Primeval Titan. That's banned. Why? Probably because I beat Sheldon up with it too many times. Okay. Like, it's banned? It's banned. You're making me play green? I can't play. <laughs> well, there's always Sylvan Primordial. Oh, wait, no, that's banned too. What's that? It was like a bigger Primeval Titan. Like, it was like, oh, not quite as bad, but when it came Isn't into play. Is the seven casting cost one that only destroys like an enchantment? It destroys like things that they control, and then for everything you destroy, you get to put a search of land for a forest and put it into play. And That's banned. Banned. A seven caster. Oh, yeah. And it's, and I've it's, watched games of Commander. Is, I don't is, understand how that is it banned. It is so... I love Sheldon. I love Scott. But Sylvan Primordial is so far away from being an offensive Primordial. Like, all the other Primordials are legal. Sylvan Primordial is banned. Alright, so I can't Primeval Titan. Yeah. I get. I, can I Sun Titan? You can. Would I want to? Why not? I mean, I, I'll play like all. It's the, impossible to kill your Astral Slide at that point. Uh, well, that's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> Is there an infinite mana loop I can create with this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So if I'm, oh, probably. So, let's see. When it comes into play, I need to get some. Wait, I can put something back into. Okay. I have any untapped white. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I break it for like a like a fetch land. I just cycle the the um, like cycle a fetch land like whatever uh, a cycling land. Blink at oh that only comes into play at the end of turn right? It's been so long since I played this card. It doesn't come right back. Right. No. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. I was like oh wow. I think I can loop infinite mana. Yeah. That would not head. be that right. hard. Okay, yeah, again, yeah, that doesn't work. That's fine. I can play Momentary Blink. You can't because it has blue in its color identity. I don't understand. It's not a white card. It's a white card, but it has blue in its cat in it in as like a part of it, right? Is a Momentary Blink have blue flashback? Blue flashback. So its color identity as a card is white blue. So if I were playing Nivmas at Reborn. You could get a moment. You should be able to get a momentary blink. No way the Magic the Gathering rules let you do that. Oh, no. I guess, yeah, that's true. That, that's super unfair. Right. No, you can't get it off of a Niv But in Commander, it's considered a blue card. Okay. So how many Planeswalkers can I play that I... Can I play it? I can't play a Kiora either, then? You can't play Kiora. Correct. Because it's blue. <laughs> I don't green. Blue. See, I have to. See, I feel like I have. I can just play Dragon or Dramaga in my seventy-five, but I feel like I have to play a Nip. Like you're not even letting me play any of these cards that are just green like, or just white. They're not though. They're multicolored. Yeah, I'm at least gonna get paid off. I still play a green deck. It's getting paid off on like you know. Kioras. I win with a lot of green decks. People people just always underestimate the green deck. Yeah, it's hey, someone's playing type fun. They're not you, playing. Do you know do you but no they they play they play super dicky decks in Commander. But do you, do you know what do you know what the best card generally is in my deck? Spider Sponic. Civic Wayfinder. Or some variation there. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have Seder Wayfinder. Okay. Civic Wayfinder. Borderland Ranger. Pilgrim's Eye. Yeah. Coiling Oracle? Oh, you can't. No, it's blue. <laughs> Thanks Sakura a lot. Builder? Of course I'm going to Sakura Builder. All right. Jiraga Tree Speaker? I think I own those. So if I do, yes. If I don't, like, for example, I'm not going to have Deathrite Shaman. Why? I don't own it. It doesn't matter. He's not legal. It's black. It's not legal? It's not legal in this your deck. It's green black. So why can't be... <laughs> Man, are you sure I can't just be... <laughs> be divisit? You're like totally ruining it. Well, you could be Niv Mizzet. So I, I, I do like Naya Niv Mizzet. Yeah, I mean, I would just play like plausible cards. I just, right. This is just so I could get like, like you're not letting me play a momentary blink, which is clearly a white card. <laughs> you're like, oh, you can't play Cure. Why? It's blue. It's just as green. It's just green. You're literally just like, oh, you can't play a big creature now. Y'all jerky rules. Are you like Naya Niv Mizzet? That's sweet. Yeah, but I just need to have some ways to get cards back. I mean, there's no shortage of ways to get... You could just play Praetor's Council. What the hell is that? Praetor's Council costs eight. I believe it's GG6. Yeah, I'm not playing a card that costs eight. Yeah, it's fine. We could play Gaia's Cradle. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
it costs eight, and it's basically you exile Praetor's Council, and then you return your graveyard to your hand, and then you have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. If people just let you resolve this? I don't know. I resolve it all the time. I mean, we don't play with the guy with the mono blue, you know, Vindillion click deck. So is it just like whoever hits all their land drops and just says the dumbest things wins? No, I mean there's a range of dumb things, right? It's like it's it, there's there's a certain amount of like whoever like you gotta find like a certain amount of balance within the game, right? Like if you come out and you're just doing all this, you're like, oh, I'm setting up and I've got my infinite loop and I'm gonna be able to make infinite life, and people are like, oh, you know what? Kill him. Right? Sometimes then you'll just get killed. And so you, but you know, it's, but you do get to do a lot of stuff that you want to do, and you generally have the time and the mana to do it. So I, and uh, it's fun. But I, sometimes, and you might get countered, right? Like I run a couple counter spells in my green blue deck, and people have, you know, been known to play Force of Will or other counters. And so I'm saying, like, is this one of those games where, like, it's more fun if you don't care if you win or not? Oh, it is definitely. More fun if you win. Okay, because, like, <laughs> I play this... I, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but I play this, these betrayal games with my daughter. Okay. Right, so the first one was called Betrayal on House on the Hill. So it's a board game, and then I think, like, Watsy bought the underlying company. Yeah. Then they made, like, a D&D version, which is called Betrayal of Baldur's Gate, which is oh, the sure. exact same yeah. game, but yeah. just has, like, you know, Drow Ranger instead of, right, like, right. A, a priest or whatever. Right. Like a half-orc half paladin, which is not a thing that you could have had when I was growing up. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I always play the half-orc paladin because that's the most unfair character. Had to trudge to Mordor both ways in the snow uphill. Yeah. You were a so, kid. anyway, the thing that I, that I realized is, like, I was having so much of a better time if I didn't care if I won or not, right? Because it's just this great storytelling. Like, it's this really immersive experience of, like, building this world together and, like, flipping over random events and, like, oh, this is a cool thing that happened. Let's go do this. Let's be cooperative until we're not being cooperative kind of thing. Uh, and then it's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, you know, I was thinking, like, when I look at Commander, like, people can't really be playing hard, right? But, you know, the way that their card selection makes I mean, me feel like they're not playing hard. I mean, people play it for a lot of different reasons. Like, I, I certainly build decks to capture an idea, right? Like, I'm building my decks... Because there are decks that are cards that I love playing. I don't play Legacy. I don't play Old School. Yeah. And there are cards that I people love. are like cutthroat about Old School. Like, that's like a big thing now, right? Oh yeah, it's huge. But but they, they're also playing a certain amount of like. I mean, those guys get drunk while they play. They're not playing super cutthroat. But their decks never change, or they can't. Right? There's right. not a dynamic <laughs> format. Like right. this is the white weenie deck I'm gonna have forever. Right. Right. Yeah, people will find like one or two little pieces of tech here and there, but. I follow an old school, old school Instagram account. It's, I think it's called Old School NTG. Because he talks about me sometimes, so yeah. I was, I'm, I'm into following that, yeah. that kind of a person. And That's I just, what it takes, huh? I just watched, just like, these are the cards they're playing. They, they play the most inefficient green removal card. Because that's just what you can play in old school, right? Like, this didn't have Oxidize back there. <laughs> You're just, like, just running Desert Twister. Costs four. <laughs> We're in for it, you know? What card was that? Was that? Uh, yeah, I'm just making an example. Yeah, it's yeah. like every kind of spit and slug that Mike Turner oh, yeah, played in the yeah, first yeah. extended yeah. pro tour. But I think that's part of the joy of the spit format. Spit and slug too. is like what is that comparable to a gnarled mass? He played it in an extended <laughs> pro tour. Was it two four for three? And it had a drawback. Oh, and it had a drawback. Yeah. It was also. Wasn't that also in Legion Land Loss? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He played with garbage back then. <laughs> Speaking of Desert Twister, I think. What's really cool about War of the Spark is there are so many cards that are just Desert Twister. Ugin the Ineffable is just Desert Twister. Six casting costs. I got plenty of Fs for Ugin, let me tell you. you he you, is not ineffable at all. I F him all the time. You twist with it once, and then you still got a one one loyalty planeswalker. The other one that's really cool is the one that's green and black for six. You can you can twist her like six things. It's like, it's like GB4. Oh, that card. Uh, destroy Casualties target. of War? Yeah, destroy target land, destroy target creature, destroy target planeswalker, destroy target artifacts. Just pick however many you want. Right. So you can, like, six them, right? Or you right. can get them. That's probably, probably, that card's probably great in Commander. 
Yeah, I think I need to play this. I think I'm playing the Niv music colors. <laughs> I, I mean, I can mostly be the Dramica deck in spirit, but I just want to angle some of these cards. They're cool. Why are you taking away my ability I'm to have fun? I, I like this. I like, see, I like the... I like the take on it where you're like, I'm going to basically build Naya Niv-Mizzet, but I'm going to play this. I'm going to have this secondary ability on this card. Yeah, like it's a Golgari card I can flip over for my Niv-Mizzet also, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to just have like an, an Assassin's Trophy of Vraska. Right. Do you read any Magic Story? I don't. I, I just finished the entire book of War of the Spark. Which this is the Greg Weissman yeah. so, uh The thing that I would say that I didn't like about it is, like... I guess Ravnica is a city the size of a planet. That's like that's like the whole thing, but like everyone's just in the same location. It just makes no sense. Like it's it's a planet-sized thing. Like and everyone's just like people are planes walking in and they're just all like in the same place, all doing stuff together. And just, that I didn't like, you know. Sure. And like oh well, it's just the same city. I'm like well, I feel like Nivisit was standing there the entire time, and then like could have I'm not Nivisit. Sorry, I feel like Bolus was standing there the entire time. Probably should have just breathed fire on all of you. <laughs> You know, prevented all this heroism that, you know, took 300 yeah. pages. Speaking of not breathing fire, time to talk about last week's Game of Thrones. Okay. So, stop listening. Now, I actually got a message from someone after last week's podcast. Yeah. He's like, I hadn't seen Avengers Endgame, and I stopped listening when you told me to. Thank you. I was like, oh, good. Did you see the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home new trailer? I did. Where... So anyway, at this point, stop listening for anything that's uh, Game of Thrones related. Yeah, or Spidey's just like, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, yeah. don't watch this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right. great. Yeah, and it was a great trailer. Yeah. Okay. Spo- spo- further spoilers, if you don't know Mysterio's the bad guy. <laughs> His name is Mr. Beck. There's no multiverse, right? That's, uh, that's a work, right? Right. He's just running to work on it. Yeah. All this stuff yeah, is yeah, just yeah, like Mysterio yeah, yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Remember when like they got like I Doc- love Mysterio. They got Doctor that. Strange to dig up Mephisto because like who who the enemy against against Daredevil was in the Kevin Smith. Remember when they relaunched Daredevil yeah. with Kevin Smith? It was like the biggest freaking thing. Yeah. He literally got Doctor Strange to get Mephisto to tell him. It turns out he's just like, oh man, the devil's after the devil or whatever. And the enemy was Mephisto. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Mysterio. Like. Not, that's not even a come down. That's just like a, you know. I love Mysterio. Why? I also like stupid uh, fishbowl on yeah, his head. Yeah, I love his costume. You know the old man Logan story. It's the Mysterio tricks Logan into killing all the X Men. Oh That's yeah. the start of it. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So that. it's like it starts off in the far future. All the X Men are dead, and Logan is sad. The reason he's sad is because Mysterio tricked him. He killed all the... It's a, it was like this orchestration where all the villains decided they were going to so work in concert. So I just went through this with my wife, where my wife's like, Mysterio? Isn't that the villain from the X-Men? And I'm like, no, that's Magneto. And she's like, wait, I thought that was the one who could change shape. I'm like, that's no, Mystique. that's Mystique. And so like, I'm like, are you sure you don't mean Mr. Sinister? <laughs> okay, Game of Thrones. All right. I would say I have been highly tolerant of these last two seasons. In fact, I would say... I liked the Go North of the Wall episode where, you know, the D&D episode. Oh, like, yeah. Let's just go on an adventure. Even though... Where people travel at the speed of plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dragon gets from <laughs> Dragonstone to, to North of the Wall in, like, under an afternoon. The North is larger than the entire rest of the Seven Kingdoms yeah. put together. But they got a raven Gen- to Dragonstone. And, and Gendry's just, like, running. Yeah. Okay, and, so yeah. I, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. And, it, and the, so they're in a country north of the Wall that's just twice as big as the North. Right. But it finds them. Like, oh, <laughs> this must be where they're getting attacked by what? Yeah. The White Walkers haven't killed them by now? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And you I, liked that episode. I it. It, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Tons of it. Yeah, I loved it. Tons of stuff that I'm just glaring potholes. I will look the other way. Sure. It's fine. This last episode was a severe disappointment. Yeah. Everybody acted stupid. Yeah. I just can't stand every damn last person acting stupid. I called, I mean, Catherine and I were like, Catherine's just like, she's totally going to go with Tormund. I'm like, no, no, man. She's going with Jamie. She's going with Tormund. They've been setting this up for three seasons. She's going with Jamie. She goes with Jamie. And then just Jamie just, after like the last five seasons of becoming a good person, Jamie just like 90, after abandoning Cersei at the end of last season, he just like 90 degrees on this. For why? Well, so it's not clear. I, I would say that Jamie's motivations are unclear. Right. 
I mean, he basically said, I'm a bad person. I would right. burn the world down for her. See ya. But how but unclear I think, is but that? But isn't he maybe going back for the kid that he, his kid? That kid. I mean, if Danny executes, you know, Operation Desperation or whatever, like, that kid's not going to survive, you know, Cersei getting beheaded. Right. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a little, I didn't like that, that bit, but like, I'm willing to give Jamie the benefit of the doubt that he is. No, he's been on this up and to the right trajectory for like five seasons of like, to the point I was like, oh, he's going to be the hero of the show. Right. Okay. He still might be. I don't know. This is just, I think he has stupid. First of all, and I thought like, this, like, Bronn is also. Bronn scene is terrible. It's like utterly perpendicular. Like, Bronn is literally buddies with the Lannister boys. Here's what the Bronn scene looked like, first of all. Do you ever see like a thing on Jimmy Kimmel where they show a scene from a movie and then they cut away to a scene and then Jimmy Kimmel will walk into the scene or, you know, and they've just like cut him in and the and the exchange is like some fake. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was just like pasted in after the fact. So it felt like Bronn snuck in and so was like, I Bron, want to like Bronn waits for the siege of Winterfell to be over and then just knows where the hand of the king yeah. is and then yeah, walks that, into Winterfell with a with a crossbow. With a, <laughs> Threatens, he just got it like a freaking cowboy. He threatens everybody's <laughs> life, and then he's just like, "I'll take high garden," and then leaves. <laughs> I mean, you you're allowed to do. If, if anybody else in the world threatens the hand of the king's life, he he has a high expected value of getting it out of it. Yeah. Arya Stark lives there. Yeah, <laughs> she's your sister-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, sister-in-law. A, a would-be assassin is bothering me. No problem. Yeah. No problem, smartest slash stupidest man in the world. <laughs> oh, so Carla had a take on Tyrion where she's like, oh, that was really smart. What? What Tyrion did there. I'm like, Garden? I'm like, what did he do? Not in that scene. Later. So he talks to Cersei yeah. at the wall, you mm-hmm. know, and he's like, hey, we all know you're pregnant with the baby and I was drawn to appeal to you. Well, Euron at some point is going to be like, yo, how does Tyrion know you're pregnant? Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Here's one. Why does the entire fate of the world rest on the head, which has now been beheaded, of Miss Ande? Is she just like a rando, you know, sex slave? No, she's one of uh, Danny's closest advisors. Yeah, she's like Danny's buddy. Right. She's like, it's, they're, they're just sort of setting up this isolation of Danny. But I'm just saying, like, Danny's, Danny's conception of her destiny must be great enough that, like, she's not going to make decisions based on the fact that one ex-slave girl is being created in front of her on the wall. She abandoned Dario Naharis. She's basically, like, basically saying to the true heir to the Iron Throne, who allegedly is the man that she loves, she's like, I'm going to burn this down, too. My destiny is so great. Why should anyone care other than Grey Worm? And don't get me wrong. She's their friend, right? right. Like, but you don't, you don't decide whether or not to wage a genocidal war based on Miss Day being at the top of the wall or not, right? Like the entire the idea, like, oh my gosh, they like figured out to capture Miss Day, And like they have like almost no troops left because I guess... The Greyjoys annihilated their navy so bad they've got like 20 dudes left. <laughs> and then this, they're like, these 20 dudes are gonna destroy King's Landing. Really? That's their that's their pitch? I mean, I guess they're unsullied, but like, don't the other guys have like 20,000 troops? Oh, the, the Golden Company? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how they don't just try to wipe I'm, out the- I'm not quite sure why they didn't just start firing crossbows at people on the ground there. There was like 20 of them. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. They have Drogon, but like, Drogon's worth a lot of troops. But also, the the scene with Rhaegal is is infuriating to me. You can't sneak up on someone on the open ocean. Here's the thing, though. But at least give me a moment of like, like, look, it was just some lazy writing in places. Like Rhaegal's clearly injured. Yeah. Right. He's you see him earlier in the episode with a hole in his wing. His wing is torn. So like. Why wouldn't you do this scene where they're flying towards the boats? All of a sudden, spears come flying towards yeah. Drogon. Drogon just like yeah, some aerial no maneuvers, no problem gets the, gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Like, you know, Danny's like going in for some assault, yeah. and then she realizes, oh fuck, 
Like Rhaegal's like limping. Rhaegal's like, yeah. And they just start firing at Rhaegal and then Rhaegal comes down because, you know, and, and at least demonstrate that these are not some miracle weapons and that you're, you know, yeah, but Euron is not some... The idea that they could sneak up on them on the open ocean and then they have like infinite range and then like, in what universe are these long-range giant crossbows capable of tearing war galleons to bits. <laughs> like, they're not cannons. Right. They're projecting... They're projecting saplings at you, right? Like, right. They're, you know, it's... And they have unlimited ammo because they, like, basically shredded the... Right. You know, it's... Like, even, like, cannonball fire wouldn't have done that to, you know... Right. Yeah, also, yeah. They're shooting at the wrong part of the boat also. Like, you have to shoot lower on the boat to sink it. Right. It's just none of this made any sense. Yeah. But, like, really, just the behavior of all the characters just kills me. I thought, like, Arya literally has been in love with Gendry since season two. And I get it, she doesn't want to be a lady. I, I, like, I like that scene. No, a better scene is to be like, I would love to make you, like, so happy. No problem. I'm going to be traveling a lot. <laughs> she should be like, but she should be like, yeah, I'll be your queen or whatever. Don't expect me to sit around at home, right? That's a better scene, okay? I was, I, I, I... I, I appreciated her being like, look, I, I'm happy we, we had this, but I'm doing my thing. No, I liked it. But she's, the, the thing, my reading of Arya and the trajectory that she had in the previous seasons was to return to Winterfell and be one with her family and help her family to be successful. Right. Now she's just like, with no explanation, I guess she's going to go to King's Landing and try to kill Cersei and on, on a suicide mission. Does she not realize, I mean, like, we have to accept that she doesn't realize that she's way more valuable than that. Right. She spent six years, like, training to be, like, the most powerful person in Westeros or anywhere in the world. Right. Now she's just like, oh, just going on a suicide mission to kill one pregnant lady. <laughs> I mean, like, it's the dumbest thing. Cersei's going to die with or without Arya, right? right? You know, it's... They I, have dragons. I, like, I, I liked V's take on this. V's take was, like... You just basically, everyone's like, okay, Cersei, you're the queen. And then, like, they just go back to Winterfell, and they're like, okay, Winterfell's its own thing, and, you know, this other place is its own th Everyone just doesn't acknowledge the, the throne anymore. And what are they going to do? But Danny wants war? the throne. She I know. wants the damn chair. Oh, no, I think this is predicated on Danny dying. Oh, and, now, and now Danny, <laughs> Danny, who was, like, spent her, the entire first hour of her mace, seasons just like ascending to this unbelievable level of selflessness and leadership right is like, gonna become like the mad queen yeah she's like i'm just the worst person in the world now right like i'm just gonna throw away all of my people's resources all their lives for nothing right right well i think they're trying to put her under emotional duress to explain that but it's not good but it's i'm telling you i look the other way just fine yeah episode after episode after episode and this episode. So here's here's the thing I realized. Made no tell me, tell me if sense. tell me if this makes sense. I had this thought, like, so obviously HBO makes a lot of money off Game of Thrones because people subscribe for a month, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they get some extra subscriptions, whatever. I don't know how much money they make off of it. What if they end this? They do this season. They end with the Night King dying. Yeah. Like they did, right? We, we get maybe like three episodes instead of that one yeah. episode, right? And we just do like a five episode season and it ends with the, the them, you know, ending winter, right? Yeah. And that's the end of the series. And then two weeks later, in theaters, yeah. set a year or two years or even three years later, finally the North has regrouped and is going to go. That's and it's right, a freaking movie event. How much money? A does... billion dollars. <laughs> Easily. Am I crazy, right? No, no. Easily. <laughs> and they don't announce it until it'll be like one of those Super Bowl things where they announce the made for next yes. movie during the Super Bowl. Yes. All these ideas that we've had about like these big Stark related events. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yes, it would be a. Hey, can you imagine the? It might be two billion dollars. Hey, honestly, my the, the the ability to watch. The Starks versus the Lannisters. On the big screen. On the big screen in a communal space. Like, with, with you know, just surrounded by hundreds of people. How are, you just, not, how are you not the chief creative officer of HBO? I don't know, man. This was a better idea than this shit. <laughs> like, how insane would that be? And you could just blow it out, right? You could just be like, yep, we're going to spend 
this many million dollars on this, on this episode because you were literally gonna make a billion and a half dollars floor. That's our floor is a billion oh, and a half dollars. Before, that's before whatever else you're getting, like Arya Stark cosplay. Yeah, that's like a billion and a half. Do you think Arya Stark cosplay is gonna go through the roof? Probably. All right. Probably. What about your dad bod Thor cosplay? It's really easy now. <laughs> you think I keep him fat? I don't know. I can't. You can't keep him fat. The dude is like literally selling a workout app now. Like that's his <laughs> other job. You see this? No. I get his workout app every day. I get a hundred ads. We I definitely guess have I, very different search out. Uh, search I, I guess I look at way more half naked men pictures than you. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth's lats. You, you know, you know, you're about that one. <laughs> not optimized. Not how, optimized. How many? I mean, I understand the allure. I'm just not optimized. Can Chris Hemsworth it. do while his wife is sitting on his head? It's probably an answer for that. The world is full of data. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what we'll call it. Data. 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 Anyway. Data. Yeah, soft core porn. Whatever. You think push-ups are soft porn? No, well, I mean, I don't know. Um. I hated this week's episode. Yeah, I did not like it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I was very disappointed. Like, very, very disappointed. And I'm not, like, I'm not one of these people who's, like, unimpressed, you know? Like, or the one that you loved, the second episode, like, end it there. You know, I, I was just like, no, they can't. This is, like, a moment and of now expectation. now you're like, they should have? I mean, like, Bronn, Arya, Danny are, like, three of my favorite characters. Yeah. And they all actually... Did you say Jamie, too? Jamie, too. Jamie, Braun, Danny, Arya are, like, four of my favorite yeah. characters. Right. The, the guaranteed, I will definitely read these chapters when the next book yeah. comes out, characters. Or how about, like, Tormund, who's like, he's like, I'm with you, King of the North, no matter what. And they're like, we're going back up north. <laughs> so he gave them castles, right? Right. He gave them castles to settle, and they said, we will help you fight your war. But instead, they're like, eh. We're just going to go back up north and we're taking your dog because it was too expensive to animate. That's the worst. That was actually the worst. That scene is terrible. With the dog? Yeah, with Ghost. Yeah. Like, they ghost ghost. Like, what the hell? They just ghosted him. I mean, it's that sucks. All right, did we get to our, our completed deck list? Uh, we can get to it. I mean, there's a lot of cards. So, are we gonna be? Are we gonna be? Um, five colors or three colors? Two colors. Uh, so I think the two color version, I can get you started built on pretty easily because I have I think the framework for it. But but I like the five color version a lot. Yeah, I think like you know. I, I do like. To, I've come around on. The, I was prepared to like completely shoot you down on the five color version, but I like this. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, oh, I can play some gates. What's that? I can play the new explosive vegetation, and I can get gates. Oh, with you it. can. Fix my manas. This is hot. Yeah. How many gates should I have? Ten. <laughs> Ten gates. Ten gates and the gate and the gate win. Oh. Maze's End? Yeah. I can play Hour of Promise, right? Or is that banned also? No, that's that's illegal. I have to get deserts in my graveyard, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, wait, no. Is it in your graveyard? Is no, it's in, in play, play or, or graveyard. graveyard. All right, I'm getting basics, I guess. I don't know how to get deserts. <laughs> it's too hard. You banned Primeval Titan. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Um, and like, literally, I think both cards... Primeval Titan and Sylvan Primordial when I played against the, the, the rules committee. I played with Deadeye Navigator. It's almost like Deadeye Navigator was really the problem there and not and not uh, Sylvan Primordial or Primeval Titan. I feel like I'm going to shift just to get lands into my graveyard <laughs> so that I can so that I can get them back. Oh, with with, with Life and Long? Or, or Sun Titan. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's kind of that's like Sun Titan getting back a land is like very Habsies on the. Yeah, relying on your graveyard's getting a little riskier though with the new Ashiok running around. F that card. I mean, it's like one card out of a hundred. F that card. I hate that card. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's just one card. Yeah, out of yeah, 100. no, it's not. Gonna, it's not. Yeah, no, I know. 
not the, the be-all and end-all of the format, is it? I still hate it. I mean, also, my deck is... I mean, if your opponent's playing, like, a black-blue, like, Ashiok deck, how good are they going to be at defending against all the creatures in my deck? That's true. Right? Like... Do people like play like Thoughtseize? Is that a terrible? No, it's no, a you don't. You, yeah, it's a great. Like you, you tend to not play a lot of like one for one kind of stuff. You know, it's, it, there's there's you know limited returns on those things. What is their maximum return on? I don't know, rafts. Like stuff where you just are like, like I mean, there's also a bunch of cards. There's like. There's a card called Lurking Predators. What's that? Lurking Predators. It's actually from a core set too. It's not from a. Um, it's not from an expansion product, which usually these kind of dopey cards are. But it's like six man enchantment, and then whenever anybody, whenever any of your opponents plays a spell, you can reveal the top card of your library, and if it's a creature card, you can just put it into play. If not, you can put it on the bottom of your library. I'm in. Yeah, on like a four or five player game that gets really stupid. I just need to figure out, I, I'm definitely playing Carpet of Flowers. <laughs> right? There's some idiot at the table is going to have blue. In a one-on-one game, it might not be that good, but in a four player game? Yeah, I mean, I probably, I mean, I've, I always have blue, so. If you play me, I guess it'll be fine. Isn't that good? Yeah. Then I can cast like, I don't know, a Yavimaya Ants with it. <laughs> I could pay the upkeep on Yavimaya Ants. All right. So my takeaway from this is, We've somewhat convinced you to build a deck. Yeah, I'm, I'll make it. Okay. All, All right. right. All right, you heard it here first. And then Copy what do I have magic. to do? It's I have now to called, somebody? We're changing our name to Group Game Magic as of the next podcast. Group Game Magic. <laughs> All right. Done. <laughs> Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, uh, signing off. Tell, I mean, by, at this point, it's realistic to say next week. Oh, my God. Great. You jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs>